This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine you haven't got any weird stuff behind you today, have you? Any nah. Crystal Palace shirts framed or anything like that? Crystal Palace. It was a, it was a, it was a signed <laughs> Gary Cahill t- shirt. Like was, imagine if it was like some old player or something like Kukurea or something from Chelsea. No, it was um, called out. Fun fact. Fun fact. It was a Gary Cahill signed top from when Grant played against Chelsea. Uh, when he was when he was at Middlesbrough, yeah. not Middlesbrough. Tottenham, I think. I Dear Maz, Chelsea super fan. We hope you enjoy this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, come on in. And welcome to Seagull Social Season 3, Episode 21. We are your boys, Maz, Ben and Ryan. Uh, boys, what a game. What a day. What a game. <laughs> what a game. From the what disappointment game. of Arsenal, going from, you know, uh, yeah, not, not a bad performance by any means, but a disappointing result, to now, to then, uh, absolutely taking Everton to the cleaners. So it was great fun. Ryan, let's start with you, mate. What was your initial reactions to the, to the result? Do you know what? Um, we'll go into all the analytics of the game and dissect every player on that pitch. But the first thing that I wanted to mention, not actually tying James Tarkovsky, which was funny in itself, but the Everton fans. The Everton fans, I've never heard such a toxic fan base. In my, <laughs> like, the, the, every single thing that they did, even if it was remotely negative, they booed. Like, you know, you know last season when it was that Brighton fans boo Potter and boo like Mope and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wonder how Neil feels there. My God, I've never heard such oh, terrible so boos. Like one, one fan base to be so disgusted with their club. Yeah. It was unbelievable to hear I, in the I Premier think, League anyway. Mad. I think Lampard's on very limited time, isn't he? I think he's... Uh, yeah. He's and they hate their maybe... owners as well. It's just an, it seems like a right mess up there. I saw... Johnny Sharples tweeted, and I don't know if it was just like a screenshot oh, it, that was edited. It was, Maybe it, it was, was edited. It was, he, it was. he said the loudest sound in record uh, in well the loudest sound recorded in history came at full time whistle following Everton's defeat to Brighton and Hove Albion on the third of January. The, the chorus of boos from the home supporters reached three hundred and twenty decibels, <laughs> and could be heard. Oh, this is why it's this is why it's fake. I never got this far, and could be heard as far away as New Guinea. So that's that's where yeah, I know. I, th- I think uh, that, that gives it away. away ben. Yeah, 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 the yeah, other yeah. bit didn't already. Um, <laughs> I never made it that far. <laughs> yeah. And Ben, what was your just a quick uh, yeah? What was your initial reaction to the game? Um, 
I really, really did not expect that whatsoever. I thought Everton would be kind of bang up for it. They just got a really, really good point out of the Etihad against mm. Man City. So I thought if if anything's going to be good for them, it would be their defence. But they were yeah. honey defence. And obviously the memes afterwards, not only the memes about Brighton, but like the Everton memes have been so good. It was like one guy was saying he waited until full time to beat the traffic. Like if you, he waited till full time because so many people had left so early. He waited full time to beat the traffic. Uh, one guy said that he was picked up in his Uber um, mm. and the Uber driver was actually at the game as well, but he had left even earlier. It's just, mate, just so many <laughs> class memes came out of it uh, last night. It's so funny. I love it. I love it. So, boys, let's uh, dissect, the, well, dissect the game. And then I've got a few talking points for us. So, first goal, of course, uh, was Magic Man Karu Matoma. What a great goal it was. Great ball by Kaysen. Obviously, great to have him back. Um, so, that was lovely. And But I will. one thing I will question is, I thought it was very poor defending from Patterson because the way he sort of, mm. he went yeah. forward, then stepped back and then obviously the ball landed to Matoma. So it was, yeah, it was very poor defending from, from Patterson and he got dragged, didn't he, around 16 minutes. So I think he had a bit of a stinker. Um, but yeah, no, it was a great, great play, great build-up play uh, to Karen Matoma. Um, so my question to you, and we'll start with you, Ryan, just how important, well, you can talk about the goal, of course, but just how important is Karen Matoma to our system and is he now the star player? Maz, I'm glad you asked, mate. And I, I, <laughs> I mean, asking me about the I'll start with you first, yeah. But this is shows how much of a nerd I am, right? So during my little moment of time where I had nothing else to do today, um, actually, that's, that's a lie. It was, it was a five-minute thing I did. But I, I drew up how does Zerbi beat them. Um, and from what I watched, when I wrote that article for Babel, and I'll tell you what, I just realised how great we are because that that whole move, everything that we did, Caicedo's ball, also Matomo, Estupinian was fantastic, Colwell was brilliant, but just how fluid it is and how much it works. I mean, I can't believe how Roberto De Zerbi's come in like literally two or three months ago and has us playing his football, his identity so quickly. I mean, mm-hmm. considering he's got this, you know, language barrier and everything and if you believe Graham Souness, he doesn't know our game because he's not yeah. English, which is unbelievable. But I can't believe how much he's making his stamp. And yeah, Matoma was just so lethal. Maybe, you know, the defending wasn't great, but then do you just look at it as mm. it was a very, very good move. Matoma's on fire and we just they just couldn't stop us. And, and also, Ryan, you, you mentioned about the... Um... Uh, about you know the, the system at Deserby, and I, I saw a tweet someone saying, "Oh, um, when's the hangover from Potter going to finish?" As in, like they're basically <laughs> saying this team is only playing well because of Graham Potter, uh, of like the legacy right. left, and it's like, yeah, it, it's just mad to think that. Like, how can you not see that Deserby has stamped his authority? His system's different. Mm. I feel like the way he approaches games is very different. I, I, I'd actually argue that it might be, maybe a little controversial. I feel like we've got better going forward, and maybe slightly regressed at the back slightly only only minutely i don't think we're as solid at the back but I don't, yeah what, what do you reckon i think that the the defense any, any of you any, anyone um probably comes down to the fact we've lost webster you know you've got to remember that we also lost kukurea player of the year last year um and i think that you know it was just a natural thing of, of recovering a stupinian was new colwell was new that's that's half of your back four and obviously sanchez has been a bit out of form in the last few weeks um, although he did make some very, very good saves, particularly in that first half to keep us alive. 
Um, and, you know, I think it's just natural. Dunk perhaps wasn't starting the season as well as he liked to. Um, and Veltman's been pretty good. I'd say Veltman's probably been our star defender. But I'd say now we've got Colwell in there. And, and the Stu Pinian's found his feet. You can tell he looks really composed now, very confident. Um, and Colwell's just learning. Every single time he gets the ball, he comes forward and comes forward productively. I don't know what you think, Ben. Um, if you can tell, Ryan's quickly changed in a split second. Have I? Incredible. Oh my God. Have you? Magic. Uh, I think the question was asked about something about Matoma. Um, do, what was it? Do I think he's... <laughs> he fits into... Des- uh, how does he fit into the Zerbi system? And is he the star man? Um, right now, yeah, I think he's the star man. Um, the thing about the Zerbi system, and similar to Potter system anyway, it's kind of like any player can do... The, it's, well, it's more roles than individual players, isn't it? So I feel like we have so many different players mm-hmm. that can come in and do that role. I think right now he's probably the best player in our team that can do that role, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. But I think that's the beauty of our team. Like we lose players. Someone someone random comes in and does a really, really good job in that role because yeah. they're so well drilled in training. And, so, but and yeah, actually, he is that the br- star. Brings me on quite nicely, actually, because um, obviously De Zerbi made some, some big changes yesterday. He obviously dropped Trossard, um, brought in Ferguson, started Samiento. Um, and that front three, I mean, they combined so many times, um, like even for the second goal, uh, for Ferguson's goal, Estepinian to Samiento, Samiento to uh, Ferguson with a, a very nice finish. Um, so just quickly, Ryan, if you want to start us off on this one, uh, it's a bit of a two-part, but the first question is, um, do you think it was like a, a, a big decision for De Zerbi in terms of, did he have to get reaction out of them from the Arsenal game? Or do you think it was... It was just something that he naturally felt like, right, this is the time for Ferguson, this is the time for Sarmiento, or was it more a reactionary take on the Arsenal game? I think that it was bold. Um, you know, it was definitely a gamble worth taking. Um, as I said, I think that Matoma was so great, and I thought that how we linked up with Estupini and Colwell, etc., was so effective. Obviously, Kai Sodo back in there was mm. like a breath of fresh air, if you know what I mean, because all of a sudden everyone just seemed that much more composed. And obviously, seeing McAllister come back was great, but I think that Kai Sodo really was a big cog in yesterday. Um, and obviously, I think he put, I think Sarmiento is almost like at a number 10. To begin with, and then he moved him out wide, yeah. and it instantly became a lot more effective um, because he was a little bit isolated in there, wasn't he, Sarmiento? Because he's not the sort of biggest lad. He's he got shrugged off the ball quite a bit. But, yeah, I think he's better um, on the wing, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know that ball he put in for Ferguson was solid. Um, so you know, I think that it's just as, as we said after uh, after Arsenal, it's just like they're all so young and raw, so you don't know how they're going to react. But obviously, Deserby knows them better than anyone else. Um, the way I look at it is he's got all of them playing with so much confidence, which is so hard to do. Um, as you saw in Evan Ferguson, his performance was a performance of any Premier League striker, any, any very, very good level Premier League striker. So mature, yeah. like a like a Glenn Murray-esque performance. Mm-hmm. And if that's anybody else, you know, you'd expect it. But from an 18-year-old academy kid who's played a second game in the Premier League, it got, I think it's just well. a complete testament mm. to Roberto, if I'm honest. Yeah, no, 100%. And Ben... Uh, I I uh, I was looking at Evan Ferguson. Uh, there was a few tweets about him, obviously after the game and stuff. And uh, we posted something, didn't we? About uh, I think it was Matt. I think it was Matt. Something, something Matt um, said yeah, about Matt. yeah, don't don't go to Shush. Please stay away from Shush. Oh no no, it's so, Danny. Yeah, it's sorry, Danny. Yeah, Jersey, yeah, Danny yeah, yeah. yeah, Danny was like, please please <laughs> yeah, please avoid Shush. Like, so my my question is, um, with Ferguson. Are you worried at all that he might be a flash in the pan like Connolly? How he, so, you know, similar to Connolly, how he, you know, burst on the scene, scored two goals against Tottenham, you know, was revealed like we're going, yeah, like, you know, Connolly, Connolly, Connolly. Funnily enough, Irish as well, Irish youngster. Do you think it'll be story repeated or do you see him going down the the good path and becoming a star? 
there is only one difference between the two the two players and one is that Connolly went to Shush and uh, Ferguson went to Revs <laughs> after his first after his first uh, Premier League goal. Those are the dif- those are the two differences. Analysis. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is great analysis. What you come to see on social for? I don't. Um, it'll be rude to say that I think Evan Ferguson gives off more professionalism, but that's mm. the vibe I get from Evan Ferguson. Um, I'm just trying to think back when Connolly broke on the scene. You could see he had a little bit of shit house energy in Connolly, couldn't you? When he first scored, oh, when he first scored against Spurs. Maybe, yeah, maybe Evan Ferguson this time will be different. I think he's surrounded by a lot of lot of professionals now. Whereas back when Conley broke into the team, obviously we were still kind of a new Premier League team, but obviously we're a completely different club in the space of like a few years since then. Um, I think we've got an, enough good people around him that will probably say, look, this can happen to you if you don't buck up your ideas. So mm. maybe, no, maybe this time will be different. No, that's good. Yeah, and Ryan, anything to add? I'd, I'd agree that there's one difference, um, but I'd say not that one goes to Shush and one goes to Revs. I'd say probably more along <laughs> the lines of one's Aaron Connolly and one's Evan Ferguson. They're two totally different kids. So to compare them on, on mentality is, is not fair. And I'll tell you what, actually, I listened um, to Roberto De Zerbi's, um interview after last, year, last night's game, and he was out there genuinely <laughs> upset at the fact, one, we conceded, and two, the first half wasn't very good. And he, I personally thought the first half was all right. And he was there saying that it's not good enough and he wants more. And I just thought that is mentality right there. That is the mentality of a manager that we have not had at this club in the Premier League or pro- pretty much at all to come out after a 4-1 win and say, we need to be better. And I'm not happy with the fact we conceded. That's insane. And he said that it's not the mentality they want of his players to throw it away. In I don't think any Brighton fans were, were happy we conceded, wins. were we? That was really disappointing. No. I know we'll probably talk about yeah. it later. Another kind of error. Yeah. Just, just sorry, just quickly, Ryan. Going back to your like when your first statement of that paragraph, like when you first speak paragraph, speak when you were speaking <laughs> earlier. Um, you said, oh, they're two different, completely different people, personalities. So you can't compare them. But what, what you know, what makes Connolly uh, him and Ferguson, what do you mean by that? Like, why are they different and what makes uh, Ferguson different to Connolly? Well, on, like, you know, that basic psychology of different people, I mean, you know, to compare your trajectory to someone else's, you know, is, is known as a bad thing to do, right? So I think that if you if you look at Connolly, for whatever reason, it's not worked for him, right? Most of us know it's because he couldn't stay away from the alcohol, he couldn't stay away from the partying, right? Fine, that's, that's what he wanted to do. And I think there's a really famous um, clip of Arsene Wenger that says that if you want to go partying and you want to go out on the Friday, fine. But you're not going to be great. <laughs> you, you can be you could be all right. You could play in League One, League Two and then settle as a mid-table championship player, but you'll never be great. And I think that with Ferguson, perhaps he's different. Perhaps he's not. We don't know yet. So I, I can't judge them yet based on Connolly. Um, but like we can't dig out you know one and the other just because they're Irish and they're kids and they burst onto the scene because I think that there's... There's not enough similarities between the two guys. Ferguson's a completely different guy. And I hope for the sake of him, he's got it in him. And, you know, he made his debut at 14 years old. Um, you know, he, he broke into the Bohemian... Against Frank Lampard, by the way. Yeah, against Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Against Chelsea, he, so he Frank broke Lampard into the Irish game, team yeah. around 16. So, you know, he's he's been in and around very, very high level from a young age. So it's not like he's just come through an academy and been given a chance. He's He's had to work for it. Um, he's proven that at a very young age. He's only he's just turned 18 in the last couple of months. Um, so for me to make your Premier League debut at 18 after having worked for it since 14 at the top level, that to me says you've certainly got a little bit of a, a mentality about you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fair. No. And 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 he he sounds actually. Uh, when I've I've listened to two of his interviews now, uh, post match, and he just yeah, he, he he seems like he's been around for ages. You wouldn't you wouldn't think. On, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way he talks head. is very yeah, very mature. Um, and he talks. And I think one of the commentator, uh, sorry, the pundit yesterday asked him um, something along the lines of, you know, uh, you know, do you see yourself uh, being like a mainstay now? Like, do you think you'll start every game now? And he literally said. That's down to Zerbi. I'm just going to carry on what I'm doing, and that's the, that. It's down to Zerbi to choose his team, and I, I just need to be playing well. And I, I love that answer. I thought it was really like mature response. It showed like his awareness that he's not, you know, he's not a, it's not a given for him to start because you know we don't really have a, another option to be honest. Because Welbeck's obviously out injured, and there's no other strikers at the club. I, I, I don't think he's resting on his laurels, which I, I, yeah, I, I really love to see, and it's really refreshing. And hopefully, he does come out on top and he becomes a star as he looks like he will be. Um, going on to the third goal then, Solly March, uh, again, two and two now. Sorry, two goals and an assist in his last three games. Um, and it was, it was it was a great play from Sabiento and Ferguson uh, to set him up and it was a great, great finish after absolutely bodying, well, he didn't body him, but uh, Tarkovsky just falling on the floor, uh, which was great <laughs> to see. Um, but yeah, um, Ben, we'll start with you. Um what what do you think of March's now output now? His 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 output is now matching his work rate in terms of, you know, getting those goals now, goals and assists. What do you think's changed? Do you think it's Deserby? Do you think it's just solely March, just mentality and development? What what do you think it's down to? Is there anything particular? It might be it might be confidence and self belief. He's I think he's always had um self confidence because obviously he's been through a lot at the club. Um, and Ryan, I remember he was like a couple episodes ago when we actually scored against Southampton. You asked, you were like, is this going to be the mm. time where he kicks on and starts getting more assists and more goals? And we can't, we're almost getting our answer now. Mm. Um, I think it maybe is a confidence thing because obviously Pep's spoken about him and said that he's been good. And obviously maybe Deserby, new manager. Now we're starting to see more assists and more goals from him. So it could be the manager, but I think just probably confidence. He's got the number seven shirt now. He's one of the first names on the team sheet now. He's a bit mad to say. Yeah, Dave DB, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. Big players wear that shirt. Mm. Um, so I think it might just be a confidence thing. And yeah, new coach as well. Seems to be paying off massively for him. Yeah. Uh, mm. And Ryan, what, what, what do you think of uh, March's well, form at the moment? He's been on flames at the moment. Yeah, he has. He's been fantastic, to be honest. Uh, we always, particularly me, I've always been a bit of a March doubter, but... I really can't take anything away from him this season, particularly going forward. He's been so good, so consistent. Um, every single week, you sort of back him to just take on players and, and get get through and even potentially get a goal nowadays. I mean, it's, it's again, it's credit to De Zerbi, as I said earlier. I mean, you know, I, I, I spoke to De Zerbi on Monday and um, he's, I said to him at the time, I said, you know, this sort of fighting spirit that we've got now. I mean, you saw against Arsenal, we're going to the end, this desire. And you remember he said right at the beginning of when he signed about Solly is, you know, he, he singled him out as a great player. Um, obviously, a lot of Brighton fans laughed it off, including me. And I thought, really, I don't I don't know about that one. You know, he's OK, left wing back. I don't know if he's got enough sort of going forward. But mm. he said uh, to me on Monday, he said that, you know, you need to fight on the pitch. We, and if no one does fight on the pitch, he doesn't want them to play. And I think that... That that sort of, as I said earlier, that mentality that he seems to have drilled into this team so quickly mm. is a winner's mentality. And we haven't had that in this squad. And I think that it's really showing with, with Solly March's form, if I'm honest, because you can just see it in it now. Yeah. Lethal. No, 
he, he is. And I think, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's brilliant that he's now gone from not just being that busy, hard-working player that's sort of just like, you know, a lot of fans, didn't they? Like, they were very fickle on, like, what does he bring to the team? You know, goals, assists. I feel like it's one of those opinions that fans love to pull out. It's like, oh, well, what's his goals and assists, yeah. mate? Like, he's got, you know, what does what he bring goal? to the team? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like with him now, you can't really use that argument anymore now because it's like, well, there you go. No. Like, he's now giving that output and like, Brighton fans can't really have anything to sort of throw at him anymore because he's, because he's contributing to the team just in general play, but he's also backing up the numbers as well, which is, which is really good. So, um, and then going on to the fourth goal, and I think, was it two and two minutes we scored? I think it was. Yeah, three and six. Yeah. Outrageous. <laughs> Outrageous. And then, uh, yeah, Paul, I think it's Idrissa Gay with a yeah. terrible, terrible pass. Um, and then Pascal Gross using absolute the, blistering pace. It was the genius <laughs> from Pascal Gross, though. He spotted it. I don't know if you saw yeah. that guy's video. He, did, he yeah. spotted it from a mile off before it even mm. happened, like five seconds before it happened. And Big yeah, brain like you said, smallest, smallest, not smallest, slowest person on the pitch. But when you see the game quicker than other people, you're the mm. fastest. And he was in that moment. Was, love that, Ben. Love that. Yeah, that um, was actually poetic, wasn't it? I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> We've got yeah. Peter Drury on the pod, boys. We've got, got Peter Drury. <laughs> um, so, so, Ryan, I know you, you're a massive Gross fan. So this question I've been, I've been dying to ask. And you're going to love this okay. one. Is, is Pascal Gross the most underrated Premier League footballer? Oh, he's got to be up there with his return. I think with with the amount that he does uh, for for one and a half million. I think his output, over goals the, and assists, his yeah. goals and assists. The, the, his just watching him, and, and as Ben said, how intelligent he is as a footballer. It's clear to see if you if you watch Pascal Gross, um, you know, you'll see how intelligent he is. His, his his return is there for all to see. And I think over the last sort of five or six years, only him and Kevin De Bruyne compete for the amount of chances created, Bruyne, which is insane. Um, let me so talk you can't yeah you know you relate <laughs> Kevin talk. De Bruyne to being when he does leave Man City and retires or whatever you'll relate Kevin De Bruyne as being an absolute icon of the Premier League and one of the greatest midfielders to ever play in this league and Pascal Gross you would consider as he played at Brighton didn't he and you wouldn't think hang on a minute he's had similar output to Kevin who you relate to as you know so I think that he's 100% got to be one of one of them I don't think you can say the the man of it but he's got to be up there because there's so many yeah. great players to play in this competition but he's got to be he's got to yeah. be up there he's mentioned surely yeah 100% and ben... we forget that yeah we forget that he was like so close to being written off wasn't it I think it was when after oh, Chris yeah. Hewton think... after Chris Hewton left we yeah. thought oh that, that's yeah. the end of Pascal because he Hewton didn't really played him deep then. didn't he in yeah. like 18-19 it was really really looking really bleak for him we thought oh he's just going to go back to Germany because I think he was linked with the move back there and now look at it yeah. it's his career, like a career rejuvenation, and it's been yeah. insane. Yeah, no, that, mate, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I think I was actually one of those like Pascal out uh, brigade. Mm. Like, was oh, it a couple yeah. of years? Ago? I oh, think yeah. it's, it's when we it's when we first started the pod. Actually, it was it was around the time when we first started the pod, mm. which is what a couple of seasons ago now. And uh, yeah, I was like, he's too slow. He doesn't fit the system. You know, mm. he's just not the right man, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, I mean, in the last two seasons he's been incredible um and he's he's arguably I, I think he's the manager's maybe not the fans but i think he's the manager's first choice on the team sheet i think mm -hmm. just because of what he's he brings to the team and how he yeah he's got to be up there in terms of you know uh when the manager looks at his team sheet all right who's gonna who's gonna start this week i think he's got to be up there um and i think yeah. that's just testament to, to the man um himself but um and then finally to finish on a uh, bit of a downer but not really a downer but um yeah we've got to talk about the sanchez penalty of course a bit of a um, 
yeah, a bit of a bruh moment. Uh, <laughs> he, he lost his head, didn't he, really? He just sort of just needlessly just slid into... Was it Damari Gray, I think it was? Oh, no, or Wobi, I think. Oh, Wobi. Um, yeah. Just absolutely clattered him. And it was just, it was a bit unnecessary, a bit disappointing, obviously, to get a clean sheet. Um, but, yeah, Ben, obviously, I went on a bit of a... Not a rant, but I went on a bit of a, uh, a monologue uh, about <laughs> Sanchez last week. And uh, he actually sort of proved me right in a weird way, which which I don't want, obviously. Which I don't, I don't, don't want, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want that to happen. But he sort of did. And he showed me, like, you know, he, he didn't keep his concentration until the final whistle. And it was late on, to be fair. And, you know, there's, there's lots of different variables. But... Was it Purvis's fault? Because I'll be honest, I've only seen, like, the five-second clip of the penalty uh, incident. Was that I didn't I didn't see like ten seconds before it. Apparently, some people are saying it's more Purvis's fault that then led to yeah, the tackle. Purvis, I, not that I watched it or anything, because there's no way of me watching it if I wasn't at the game. But um, <laughs> he, yeah, he, he didn't. He probably should have put a better challenge in. It looked like Purvis was beaten, so obviously Sanchez takes the gamble of coming out, but completely misses the ball and just wiped him out completely. So it was a definite penalty without a doubt. Um, yeah. it, it was, it was yeah. just pretty careless, I think, from both him and the Stupinian, which it's hard to say after a good yeah. performance from both of them, really, but it was. Yeah, it's disappointing, isn't it? Can I, think, I think that's the, that was the annoying thing. It was like, um, obviously, a clean sheet would have been great, just obviously off the back of conceding four against Arsenal. FPL and then just well. right at the end, yeah, FPL as well, some Bobby Sanchez points. Um, so, yeah, I think it was just more disappointment just uh, of him not being able to keep a clean sheet. So my question yeah. for you, Ben, on this uh, is... Would you sign a goalkeeper this window or even in the summer just to give him a bit of a kick up the arse? Or do you feel like we're, we're, we're all right in that in that department? Um, a backup. I get what... Well, maybe a backup. But again, we've got like Sherpin. I don't even know what he's doing out on loan, whether he's playing or not. <laughs> and all I know is that he's a tall goalkeeper. That's all I know. He gives Dan Byrne a run for his money in terms of height. Yeah, yeah something like that. So maybe a backup goalkeeper or recall Sherpin. But, yeah, I just don't know. I think, yeah, like you said in the last episode, he needs competition. Yeah. And we're even seeing some other people on Twitter saying it now as well. So, like, yeah, uh, kind of right, picking Ryan, up. Ryan was ahead of the curve. Picking, I, I, yeah. I, I then picked up the curve. <laughs> and now and now everyone else is uh, following yeah. suit. And again, this is not, we don't want to get in the back of him because it, we're, like, picking at the, probably the a small thing that's happened yeah, in the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. had an unbelievable game. Yeah. But, yeah, it was an error again. Um, maybe it's just maybe it's just a tough bit of form for him. Mm. Um, I want to give him benefit of doubt, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we should be getting rid of him this window. No, no, no. I, I never said no, no. I never said sold. I oh, mean, right, like, okay, as in, would right. you bring would you bring someone in to give him a competition? Right. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or back I think up? so. Yeah. I think so. Um, I, I still don't like, really know with the goalkeeper situation. Like I said, with Sherpin and that, like, what's what's he doing? Whether he's going to get sold in the summer and then we bring another back up in. Actually, Ben, you say that. Um, he's played seven mm. games. Oh, in we got. Which, um, okay. I don't know if that means he's right. starting. I guess it does. Bit of exposure. Yeah. Twenty-two years old. You say seventeen or seven? Seven. Seven. Oh, seven. It's not. It's not really a starting goalkeeper, is it? We've also got some young no, keepers going. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's, that's that's yeah. That's but then that's way too much to be a sub goal, like to be a reserve goalkeeper. Yeah. So it's a weird one that. Oh, in the league, that's strange. Strange. Yeah. And Ryan, would you bring in a backup keeper? Would you bring? Uh, a goalkeeper just to give him kick up the arse I probably would bring in another another one um, I think that there's no probably harm in having another goalkeeper because mm. realistically well, we said this when <laughs> we said this when Matty was here actually 
we said that he just didn't have anyone to push him. So when he did go through rough runs, there was no one around him to sort of be like, I'm going to take your spot. And yeah. then Sanchez sort of just came out of nowhere because I think everyone sort of expected it not to be Sanchez, if anybody, to overtake him. Um, so, yeah, I, I would definitely sign another goalie just to be, you know, a quality goalie to be pushing him to the next level because he thinks, oh, if I make another mistake, I could be in a chance of not being in the team. And I think that, mm. you know, I think David De Gea said something like that a while ago when he was at Man United, that when he went through a tough run, he knew that he had to perform next game. Otherwise, he could be 15, 20, 30, 40 games before he even gets another chance. So um, I think that fear factor for a goalkeeper is definitely necessary. So yeah. I wouldn't be against this getting mm. another one. The future and looks bright for the goalkeepers, though, sorry, quickly, um, in terms of our young goalkeepers that are coming through, but I don't think any of them are ready yet. So like we are, yeah. we are pretty sorted in that position in terms of youngsters coming through. It, it always strikes me as well. Like I always think back to, to Walton. Like I remember he was hyped up. He was going to be like the next big thing. He's going to be like you know England's number one. And then he just never got a chance. We never gave him a chance. Well, I think he might have started once or twice in the cup. He and did then really we just bad never gave him a loan, didn't he? Yeah, and then and then yeah, he just kept kept sending him out on loan, and obviously he eventually left. So yeah, I, I don't know. If a keeper comes in, like, will the opportunities be there? I suppose. I suppose, like, for example, right now, let's say we had a backup, like a young, really good up and coming keeper. I suppose right now, Deserby could be like, well, look, Sanchez, if you're not pulling your weight, I'm going to give this yeah. this lad a go. So um, well, that like is the said, role of a second choice keeper, though, isn't it? They're ready to play when the first yeah. cheap keeper isn't. Like, like Emmy Martinez, like he got his opportunity when Leno was injured mm. against Mo, uh, against Brighton. Yeah, and now look at yeah. him. Like that's what second goalkeepers. That's their mentality. Exactly. Like, do you remember exactly. Anchor going on? That's what you're saying. He's like, we all, every keeper thinks, right, it's going to be me next. I need yeah. to be ready. And yeah. the com competition exactly. has to be there. And it doesn't seem like it's there at the moment. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Um, well, then, boys, great result. Absolutely great to bounce back uh, after the disappointing result against Arsenal. And uh, what a way to do it. 4-1 against the Evertonians. And um, I think it's going to be Lampard bye-bye soon. But... Yeah. Um, Maybe, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens. It was his, but, yeah. I think what I've... I've our friend of the podcast, Josh, he was saying that he knows someone at Everton and that they, they're probably going to stick with Lampard because, really? what was it? I think just because, I guess it's because they, they, know, just they know that he's got... Anywhere, are they? Yeah, exactly. I don't think they're going to attract any big managers when they've got literally no money to spend. Mm. I think like it's probably the best manager for, for them right now. <laughs> Unless West Ham sack <laughs> Moyes and Moyes goes you, back to Everton. But you say that though, you say that though, Ben. Like, look at us with Potter. When Potter left, a lot of people were like, who's going to come in? Who's going to replace Potter? Like, can anyone replace Potter? Now look, like, now we're well run. That's the difference. Yeah, we are well run. Yeah, that is true. We make the right decision every time. Whereas they let James Tarkowski, you know, square up to 18 year olds and then inevitably get sat on his bum <laughs> four times so you know <laughs> yeah that was funny Solly March yeah. go when he dived like that to try and head block the ball yeah Solly I have Marsh. one thing yeah, I yeah. to mention before we move on from this game because I wanted to just talk about I know we speak about the young players so much but we even got to see Andrew Moran come on as well mm. which was great to see another youngster and today we signed another Irish youngster from Bohemian um, called Wait. something. Oh my God, I've forgotten his name. Yeah, we, he's like 18 again. So we've signed another, he's one of Evan Ferguson's mates from Bohemian. They're like, have you got any mates that can kick ball quite well? Um, <laughs> Who do you get, used to drink with in the game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> Jamie Mullins um, is in. Um, that's him there. So we've got, we've got another one. And I, the reason I pinpoint him out is because one of the Irish boys that I know, shout out, um, my God, I've forgotten your name. You know, you know him that well. You forgot his name. Oh, um, Brian. Oh my God. Um, he no. said, 
he said anyway that he's a very good box to box and i said oh the inevitable kaiseido replacement then in the future and to be honest we joke but you actually never know with how this club's run we might see him and he might be a starting goal, um, midfielder in the next three years but um, or he yeah, might be a richie town yeah i doubt whatever i like to hope not That's but so mate, I've, mate i'm so excited by this young team i really am it's just so yeah. good to watch uh, no, and say uh, Andrew Moran as well is great. And on on that as well, um, like m- massive credit to Deserby because he's done it at every club he's been to, hasn't he? He's unearthed some yeah. absolute like gems. Mudrick, obviously Mudrick, who's now linked to Arsenal. Rasperadoni, I want to see. That's how you pronounce it. Locatelli, yeah, Locatelli. Like he he's bloody a lot of um, a lot of likening between Mitoma and um who's boy just mentioned Mudrick. He said Mudrick, he sees a lot yeah. of sort of similarities between the two as well, which is mad. Um you know that's that that goes to show that mm. you know I think that one thing actually to mention on that Maz is whenever he brings out a particularly a young player he says I think he's seeing about sixty percent of his potential. He almost talks like he's playing football manager. And <laughs> to me that's just like he's so switched on with it. And when someone asks him like, you know, oh what do you think of Evan Ferguson or whoever it might be and he'll say yeah, they're close to their potential. And my job as a coach is to get the best out of this guy. And I just mm. think that's so much more hands-on and so much more honest than mm. I can remember before, if you know what I'm trying to say. It's almost like, yeah, yeah this is my job and I'm going to create him into being better than he thinks he can be. I mean, look what he's done with Solly as a prime example, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, 100%. Um, but yeah, to wrap up, wrap it up, boys, we're eighth in the league. Uh, only three points off Tottenham in fifth, which is pretty impressive considering that they're mm. awful um so you never know boys uh, oh and then final question actually before it's more brentford to... and fulham brentford and fulham flying as yeah, well they're, like they're if flying. they stop flying yeah, we, shout we've got... and fulham, yeah yeah no, they're, they're, they are Very flying. Well last question to both of you before i move on to the middlesbrough game um let's start with you ben uh european football is it on the cards or do you think it's a bit premature and uh, i'm talking like conference i'm talking like conference league conference not like league. not yeah not like europa or champions league obviously if Brentford, if Brentford and Fulham don't slow down, potentially not, mate. Like we've actually got a competition for it. It's just it's a shame that they're bit playing so well. Otherwise, it would be a lot more certain that we could potentially get it. Um, but yeah, we've got competition from teams that we wouldn't expect. Um, I was going to say, imagine we're... you said that like three years ago, saying Fulham oh, yeah, and Brentford Brighton, are, yeah. uh, uh, and Brighton are competing to get someone, to Europe. <laughs> someone, don't, someone tweeted saying, um, I can't believe Newcastle, was it Newcastle, Brentford and Fulham? are all in like the top top eight of the Premier League yeah. when in 2013 they were fine out in the Championship or something like that. Yeah, it's so true. It's Mate, no, it's even Maybe more it was crazy 2013. Maybe it was like 2016. Tweet. It was 2017. And we, it was Brentford, yeah. Fulham, um, Newcastle, Brighton. They said, no, that's not the current player teams that are on form. That's the top four back in the Championship in April 2017. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, that is mad. Mm. Yeah, that, that is, is mad. Uh, but yeah, I guess it's, it's, more, yeah, it's more about if they slow down and if they... Dip, dip in form because you know we we almost got there last year maybe that's the edge that we've got on them this year mm. because we've got that experience of nearly getting yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan what do you reckon Europe are we going <laughs> on an away day to, um... see you guys social <laughs> imagine we're, got, we're yeah. going to Lithuania on an away day come the rest away, <laughs> I um I spoke to Charlie Haffenden about this so shout Charlie, Charlie uh, literally Huff. this afternoon and he said do you think it's genuinely a possibility and I was like I think I think we can dream. I mentioned Brentford and Liverpool, sorry, Brentford and Fulham. And obviously you've got to remember actually Liverpool and Chelsea are both off form as well, which makes us feel better. Um, and inevitably Chelsea will sort it out and so will Liverpool in one way or another. Um, but yeah, I think that there's a reason why we can do it. I think there's, not, there's no reason to put pressure on yet. Um, 
I think it depends on what De Zerbi wants in this window and also whether he wants to go for... I mean, if it was me, as I said before, I'd go all out on Colwell. Um, you know, I think that we haven't really... I think our com- combined 11 um, transfer price that we'd spent was 25.5 million for the team that beat um, Everton 4-1. Mm. 25 million for a whole yeah, squad. That's mad. Like, for reference, like, Everton spent 40 million on Iwobi. <laughs> so, yeah. like, just put that out there. So, yeah, I think it depends on who he gets in his January. I think that January is going to be big for him. Um, getting Colwell tied down would be great, any sort of forwards. But I think that Ferguson's probably shifted that maybe in, in terms of the forward lookout as well. So, yeah, we'll see. On the, on the flip side, though, and maybe Maz, you can answer it, it is a bit of a poison chalice, isn't it, a European season? Mm. Because the next season, you have yeah. so many games. It would be great. <laughs> it would yeah. be great, but also... It'll be worth the relegation, Ben. No, it will it. send us back down, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's true, though. Like, yeah. it, I, don't, I don't remember the last club. Well, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say small club, but yeah, a club that's new to European football. I don't remember the oh, last Bur- club that's done. Burnley? Yeah, no, but then they got relegated like the season. Oh, after, right, you're saying they? once it stayed... Yeah, well, not just stay, but also had a really good season in the Premier League and in Europe at the same time. Like yeah. it's really tough to go hand in hand with that. So yeah. it is a bit. It'll be great to experience it because then we can say we've been in. Europe. Yeah, that's that's all I want to do. Is just be like, we're, I'll take a, Europe, boys. I'll take a fifteenth place in the Premier League if we've got Europe the same season. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, yeah. percent. And then yeah, just just my opinion. I I think. I mean, we're not even halfway through the season, are we? Because obviously we had the winter. The winter <laughs> That's the trouble, isn't it? It's Cup. just a weird feeling. Yeah, yeah. We're, like, we're like 17 games in. Um, so we've still got a long way yeah, to go. 38-game yeah. season. There's a long way to go. But, boys, I'm going to say it now and clip it up and record this. <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> no, um, no I, I actually think if we keep the squad uh, together, so we don't lose McAllister, we don't lose Caicedo, uh, you know, all these key influential players, I genuinely believe we can get Conference League. I'm going to say it. I think we can. I think we've got, I do agree. we're good enough. We're good enough. We've got the manager. We've got the infrastructure. We've got the, the, the board. We've got Tony Bloom. We've got everything in place for Conference League. A great uh, podcast. Uh, and a great podcast. Exactly. <laughs> right, boys. Let's, let's, uh, I know obviously you want to try and get this wrapped up. But um, yeah, Middlesbrough. Uh, now, we weren't going to talk about Middlesbrough. <laughs> However, there's a few interesting points about Middlesbrough. So obviously, of course, number one, they brought in Michael Carrick and he's absolutely turned things around. I think yeah, is, they, were, they were losing pretty much every week and now 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 I'm beaten in 10 uh, I think eight wins two draws which is incredible um and they've got even more incredible I think it's a christmas miracle they've this got Tuba awesome. Akpom <laughs> absolutely firing as well and he scored eight in 10 as well which is mad right. um so eight wins out of 10 turn. eight goals out of 10 for them um so yeah they are looking like a very decent side so it's not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination um they yeah they're flying high in in the championship middlesbrough Brian, are you? Is a cup run? Are you wanting that the FA Cup? Because now we'll see out the Carling Cup, well, not Carling Cup, Carabao Cup. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like I would rather focus on the league, and I think that I, this sounds silly, maybe, but I don't know. I just feel like the way we're going in the Prem and the way that Deserby's got us playing, and, and it's such a great flow of games, and we're so excited. Like you know, you saw against Charlton, for example, it just didn't seem that. But we really, really, really wanted it. And I could just be saying that in great hindsight, but like you see how we took apart Southampton and Everton, two teams way worse than us, and we, we proved that they were way worse than us. Whereas Charlton just was nowhere near that. Mm. Um, the intensity was nowhere near. So I just, I don't know if we're going to go for it. I mean, maybe we will, and I wouldn't, wouldn't be against it, but I think that, you know, ultimately, if we went all the way, we play all those games and you get to the final just to lose the City, is it really worth it? I don't know. I, I don't know. But yes, it would be great. It's worth a day there. trip, to be fair. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, after that, not so much. Um, yeah, Ben, what do you think? Do you, do you think the Middlesbrough game, would you put your best 11 out there or, or if you were Deserby? I don't think you would. Um, I think it, well, to be fair, to be fair, you say, what is our best 11 right now? Because we've got such a massive squad now. I think mm. any team that we put on should do a good job. That's right. If you look at the, yeah. if you look at the front, well, the front four that we had against Everton, you'd expect that, like a few months ago, you'd expect that to be the team that you mm. play in a cup. Yeah. <laughs> but now they're starting in the Premier League and balling out. So, yeah, I don't know, we've got a good enough squad to rely on any kind of 11 to be, to do a good job. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see youngsters. I love seeing youngsters play mm. football, especially for mm. Brighton. Like they're cool. It's just so exciting because, like the like, if we saw Tarkovsky, didn't even know who Sarmiento was, getting turned inside out by him. Like it must be so weird being like a defender playing against all these random players that you've never heard of before, yeah. and you're like, shit, they're actually yeah. good. You must <laughs> underestimate them. I know you're probably not. I meant saw to. actually. Uh, uh, but you I back- say that. Sorry, sorry, just to interrupt you quick on that on that note. Palace fan was like. Brighton have literally put a load of school kids out on a football pitch today and they're still bagging goals. It's like, I'm so tired. It's just so funny to watch. <laughs> I do love all those memes. Like, where do they get keep getting these regens from? Like, who's Evan Ferguson? Where did he come <laughs> from? Literally, oh, it's it's like, like, someone was so like, Sarmiento's so not though. even a real name. It's so funny though, because like, obviously, <laughs> within our fan base, like, obviously, we're fans. We watch, we, you know, yeah. we follow the club, obviously. So to us, yeah. it's just like, oh, these are like, you know, the, we, we've known about these guys. So even, you know, with McAllister, yeah. we knew about how good McAllister was since like middle of last year or, or yeah the beginning yeah. of last year um sorry yeah. last season sorry um and then now like all of a sudden because of the you know obviously the exposure and i, and I get it I, I get how it all works mm. obviously they've been exposed oh, and world cup and stuff but it's just mad to see like it's all these fans are like just sort of going oh yeah like memeing bright yeah, yeah, yeah. basically basically yeah taking the piss out of us because yeah. they think that yeah. we we've just come out of nowhere but it's not the reality if that makes sense <laughs> mate i had a guy yeah literally like the most dumb hate comment i've ever seen and i never normally call out hate comments but this one's just so silly it was like oh this this ryan bloke is the most deluded stupid like brighton reporter ever seen for a start i'm not a bright reporter and then he was like because he's now talking about McAllister. I think it was after like the AFTV, AFTV video or something. So he's now talking about McAllister when he didn't even talk about him anything, any time before this. He's just like deluded, never even heard of him. Yeah. I was like, mate, literally on this pod, we've bigged him up since like yeah. 20, 2019. So like, yeah, how can you even so, say that? It's, yeah. so, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Um, yeah. But um, on, back on, on Borough and quickly yeah. on Michael Carrick. So this was the stat that I saw. So Michael Carrick has won 22 points in his first 10 games in charge of Middlesbrough, the most by any Middlesbrough manager since Brian Robson in 1994. That's mad. Wow. That but like that's how good they are again. And he, yeah, he's doing an unreal job. So going, kind of going back to your previous question, Maz, I think we should put out a strong squad. God yep. knows what that is mm-hmm. now because any, any team you put out is strong these days. Yeah. And score predictions, Ryan? Oh, I don't know, you know, because we've got Liverpool that week, haven't we? Um, You know, the week after, sorry. And I would rather we went all out on Liverpool because Liverpool are weak at the moment. We could, I know this isn't a Liverpool preview, but like we could take advantage of them while they're Mm -hmm. pretty down. I would so much rather us go out. Yeah, no Van Dijk, Ben. And I'd so much rather us go all out on Liverpool and, and really prove to the world that we can take on these big boys and get Europe. And 
I don't know. I just feel like if we went all out on Burrow and say Ferguson gets injured, then we're going to be hating ourselves. Obviously, yeah, obviously injuries aside, there is a one-week gap. So it's like in terms of being fit and it's not going to be like a quick turnaround, three or four days. Uh, We will have a week's week's sort of gap. But yeah, no, granted, injuries, yeah. If one of them gets injured, that could be... like Especially like Matoma gets injured, I'll be devastated. Um, Yeah. Give Trossard a start. Hopefully get him some form back in because you know he he loves scoring against Liverpool. And if he gets a couple against Middlesbrough... Yeah, you know, we could be looking good for him again. That's mad, um, isn't it? To think that now Trossard, yeah. you'd play Trossard yeah. as your second in the like, cup. Yeah, yeah, get the Trossard cup, yeah. in the cup. Get Save Matoma. <laughs> Save the bloke that was oh. playing university three years ago. Save him it. for Liverpool. Yeah, I love it. Yes. I love it. And, um, and leave so the kid that was like sixteen last week out as well. Yeah, yeah. Let's put a fourteen. Come on, Ben. You do the score prediction first. You go score prediction. Go on, Ben. Oh, I don't know. I want to say. 3-1 Brighton, Tuba Pom will score for them because just banter is really. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, uh, 3-1 Brighton. All right. Go on. Do you want me to go next, Brian, or do you want to do it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. I'll, um, I'll bottle it and go third. Okay, I'll go 2-1. Middles- no, I'm joking. Uh, actually, <laughs> do you know what? I could just, I don't know, depending on the team we put out, the hype around I, I, Michael Carrick as well, which is yeah, it's and it's gonna, and, and to them like no disrespect to Middlesbrough fans, but obviously it's going to be a big occasion for them. Like you know, no, 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 as in no, no, no. That's not, obviously we're little. Come to mate. see the it's just funny. It's just funny. funny. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Do you remember no. when? Remember we had to play that game when it was like the battle for second at the Riverside and Delta team has got oh, don't, sent off. Don't, don't, and now don't, look don't. how far we come. We're the big yeah, club. Don't. Give it up. That that gives me this, that gives me um, PTSD. Yeah, give, Ramirez. Do you remember when he had, when he showed like his to be fair, didn't he have like, a massive gash? His massive gash to be fair down the down. Uh, yeah, he did. Didn't touch yeah, him. Yeah, Mate, yeah, yeah, yeah that's what we gashed on. Because yeah. remember he gashed, gashed on, on yeah, Dale's gashed leg. On. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't remember. Um, that. So uh-huh. sorry. Yeah, no, I didn't mean it as in like oh, you know, we're massive and we're this massive club now. What I meant was. Like an FA Cup run, usually for like, like when we we're in the championship. Right, no, like, like when we we're in the championship, but an FA Cup mm. run was great. Like, I used to really look forward to it as a fan. Yeah. I used to go to the mm. stadium, like, really up for it. Like, oh, we can be, you know, Premier League side. No matter who it was, mm. you want to beat the Premier League side, don't you, to get the scalp. So and now we're massive. So, yeah, and now we're, he- now we're huge. Uh, <laughs> Borough fans watching this are literally punching their screen. Like, why are these fans so big? <laughs> no, no, that's not, that's not, that's yeah, not what not, I was meant to come across yeah, at all. Um, but it yeah, totally I, I think, I, yeah, <laughs> I think, I think Middlesbrough will definitely be up for the occasion. Um, so I think it'll be a very, very tough game. I think I'm going to go one all, uh, and I think it'll be yeah a replay, and we'll take him back to the Amex, which is replay not what I Amex. want. I don't want that to happen, but I think it might happen. The mm. draw I'm going to go for. Is it replay yeah. still? Is it well, still it's, that's what it says to flash score. I don't know if that's correct, right, or not, right. but my sources have told me it is a replay oh, <laughs> if it's a draw. <laughs> yeah, fair. Okay. Um, all right then. My my go. I'll say I'll say two nil. Like you know, realistically, we should be winning two nil because. We are the huge Brighton of Albion and little Middlesbrough. You know, they've been there. They, they've been in the championship for so long. And to be honest with you, I forgot they existed after 2015. So, Jesus um, Christ. I, do you know what, mate? I've like, actually cl- missed people. Clip it out of context. <laughs> clip it out of context. Yeah. And just yeah. put it out. <laughs> Please, just do it out of context. Mate, 14-year-old me hated Middlesbrough so much after. Oh, mate. I remember yeah. I literally oh, like, hated yeah. an event. Oh, that was Sheffield Wednesday. Mate, they I was so angry. I used to hate them both. I went, really, watched, really I went and watched it at the, you know, the Amex, they did like a screening of it. Yeah, I was there as well. I was, oh, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I working yeah. for it. Fusion filmed it, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was at the, I was at that, yeah. I was at the screening and I was fuming. Heartbreaking. I was oh. raging. But yeah. All right, boys, listen. So, yeah. 
What an absolute <laughs> delight. To, uh, what a great pod. Uh, as yeah, per great usual, pod. of course. We are Seagull Social, the best podcast in the Brighton game. Um, and of course, as per usual, please do like, comment and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, please leave a, a review or a comment uh, if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify. It is much appreciated and we really do appreciate all the support that we get. Um, and that's why we do this, because it's for you. Um, so, thank you so much. <laughs> Boys, oh, comment. comments below. Oh, comments below, of course. Uh, Winning something, something about having the players that no one even knows. Like, who even uh, are these players? Yeah. I don't know. No, what, what, what about Zerbi's mentality in this squad? Man. Or, or what about, about Ferguson um, or March Madness? Or we can go Ferguson, know, uh, the Ferguson oh, era. Uh, what is it? What did I say on that tweet? I did, I did the, the Glenn tweet. Murray replacement is here. I think I said that last time. Yeah. Did we? Wait, what, what was Oh, tweet? actually, no, here's one, here's one. Just do oh. the guy's tweet, so it'll be Sarmiento isn't even a name. Okay. Sarmiento <laughs> isn't even a name. Okay, go with that. Uh, Sarmiento isn't even a name. Can I just comment down below? Evan Ferguson, because we uh, just want to give him that little bit more praise just before we go off, just because of the Glenn Murray um, sort of associations. And I saw people saying, don't hype him up too much because he's young. He's at Brazzy, won't he? the praise. <laughs> he deserves all the praise he gets, right? Yeah. Deserves all the praise he gets. And I think he, he fully deserves it because to be a good striker is very, very difficult. To be in the right place all the time. He was taking shots on outside the box, inside the box, six-yard box, first-time finishes. He was doing the whole lot. He hit the post of the volley. So I think he fully deserves the praise he's getting. So I just want to big up Ferguson for yeah. one last time because if he keeps his head on the floor, he really could be that sort of Murray-esque player that we've missed for so long. Think, so, yeah. Isn't it feet on the ground? But I, I like yeah. your analogy. Head on the floor. Head on the floor. I like that more, I think. Um, <laughs> right, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. And for everyone listening and watching, I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you after. Are we going to be back after Middlesbrough or after? Yeah. Yeah, yes, after Middlesbrough? Yeah. Liverpool build up, innit? Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, Liverpool build up. Yeah. Right, we'll see you then. Peace. Peace. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.